You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. how good God is and how good God's people are. You know, we, we've done a lot at Living Word Chapel throughout the year, and, and um, we, uh, at, the, at the year end, we, we talked about doing a blanket drive and just being able to extend the warmth of Christ to a lot of people. And so we, uh, I apprised you guys, I, I let you know that the youth went out a couple weeks ago and they went out to the communities and they shared blankets with people that might need them. And so that impacted a lot of people. And then we, we, we uh, partnered or we actually uh, came together with, with uh, the Oracle Beha- Behavioral Health. And Mary's one of the directors there, Mary Dykes. So give her a big hand as she's come up. And, um, and we, through your generosity, we were able to give a lot of blankets out as well. And she's going to share some stories of some of the things that God did through a blanket. And so, uh, Mary, just tell us some highlights. You, you said some to me right now, and I was just excited about that. Yeah, there was such a huge blessing, and it's just really wonderful uh, that every man and wife, and he has a very severe disability, so his legs are huge. He also is very limited in his income, and he really wanted it so bad, and he was looking for one, and he was amazed that in a short time after saying that, he got a knock at the door, Awesome. And uh, we also got a call from a woman from Tucson, and uh, she had been living in a motel with four of her grandchildren. Uh, she was sick, she had ovarian cancer, and she called looking for blankets, but she was calling all over Tucson, but they had already distributed all of their donations, and so she came from Tucson and got some blankets to share. Wow, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. <clears throat> you mind putting that mic over there, please? Thank you, Paul. So your generosity just, it, it does a lot of good for, for the glory of God. Amen? And it's always wonderful to, to hear that. I, I'm, I've been going through a series called I Give, and uh, I want to conclude that series today. Remember, I've been talking about how our generosity will impact families and the only thing that's going to change our society is going to be Jesus Christ. And the way that it's going to be changed is through families being impacted because the devil is playing havoc on families, trying to break families apart, trying to destroy the family unit, and, and, and he's been wanting to do that from the very beginning. Um, then we talked about how important it is for us to invest into, into missions and into media and how important media is, as you know, you guys are probably used to uh, 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 media, PowerPoint, and things like that. And when you don't have it, it's kind of like, what's going on, right? 
And so we, we want to continue to invest into that. And then we talked about staffing and, and for, for the Lord to continue to lead us and guide us to reach as many people as we can for the glory of Christ. And if, as you've seen the evidence of it, we were able to baptize, I think, like eight people today, which, praise God, John, wonderful, brother, uh, that God's doing some just amazing things. Um, but today I want to talk about something that I think is so vitally important to our financial health and even to our generosity. And before I even speak it to everybody, guess what? It, it hits Pastor James as I'm preparing it. And so I'm not speaking down at you. I'm speaking from the perspective that God spoke to me and my family, and, and he wants for us to have one thing that's very important, and I'll talk about what that is. The one thing that I want to say to you as I'm starting out is that we don't serve a God of condemnation. He never condemns us. He never wants for you to leave a church service feeling like if there's no hope. When God speaks to us, he will speak to us to guide us where we need direction. He'll correct us when we are in error. And he'll encourage us when we feel like giving up. So that's what today's message is about. It's about God guiding us where we need to be directed. It's about him correcting us where we may have gone in error. And it's about him encouraging us when we feel like giving up. I titled today's message, Financial Peace. And it's, it's nothing new because uh, there's a the guy by the name of Dave Ramsey that named his whole ministry Financial Peace. And it's so important to us because we cannot be generous when our finances are in chaos. We certainly cannot be generous when we are over our heads in debt. Amen? And when you think about debt, debt is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mary was talking about the, how the Holy Spirit was the presence of him was evident in the trailer park. When, when we think about debt, it's never the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a product of the flesh that is led by the devil. Jesus did not come to put us in debt. He came to pay the debt of our sin and to open up our hearts to receive his love and to share his love. And it's so important that we grab a hold of that. Jesus came to pay the complete whole penalty of all, all of our sins. So each person that received Christ today, you were baptized into this water, you, were, you died with Christ, you were buried with him in, in baptism, and you were raised to new life and to a newness of life. Your debt was completely paid off. All the sin that you did in the past, all the sin that you'll do in the present, and all the sin that you'll do in the future, the blood of Christ will wash you clean. So that's spiritual. That's, that's, God spiritually does that. He, you're born again. You're a new person in Christ. Now, when you think about debt, when you have sin in your life, when sin is, is, is overpowering you, you feel the heaviness and the burden of that. And people walk around with all this stress and all this heaviness and, and chaos in their life. But it's no different when we think about finances. When you have financial debt, you have a heaviness you have chaos, and you're carrying all of these, this, this whole, uh, it seems like, 
whole ton of bricks on you. And you, it seems like there's no hope. And it steals your peace. In fact, the Bible says this, and it's so clear. The Bible talks more about money than almost any other subject. And I believe the reason for that is because where your hearts are is where our treasure is going to be. And you can't love God and love money at the same time. Money is just an object. Money will go wherever you send it. Amen? Money will go in your pocket. It will go to the dog track. It will go to the lottery. It will go wherever you send it. It's just an object. But the love of money will take our hearts in different places. And I'm speaking to you as one that, that, that believe me, God is working and continually working to, to, to guide me in this area. And, and, and we live in a society that's full of stuff. And, 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 and it's always, you, you want everything, but you want it what? Now. And so what happens, you get all this financial pressure. The Bible says this, Romans 13, 8. It says, owe nothing to anyone. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. The, the only thing that we owe and we should continually owe is to love people. Now, when I look at this verse, most of us fall short in this area. And it's sometimes the opposite. We owe to many. And because of that stress that comes with debt, it steals our love for others. Amen? When you're in debt, when you've got the stress of bills and bills and bills, I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Right? Now think about the opposite. I don't owe, I don't owe, I don't owe, and off to work I go. And when I get my paycheck, I'll be able to be a blessing. Amen? Instead of being stressed out. So it speaks to all of us when we think about it. Debt will steal the joy and tie the hands of our generosity. And God certainly doesn't want for debt to steal our joy. And he certainly doesn't want for it to tie our hands from being generous. So I put together three biblical steps that we can take for financial peace. Three steps that we can take to have financial peace. And believe me that God spoke to me. And, and, it, and, and, and praise, praise you Lord. I want it to come to me first. So let's pray. Father uh, thank you for uh, this service today. And as we speak about this subject on, on financial matters. I, I pray Lord that uh, you guide me. Father I come very humbly before you. Not as an expert. But as one who's growing in this area. And, and one who seeks your help and and as, as we as Living Word Chapel move forward, we want to do things your way when it comes to every aspect, spiritual matters and financial matters and physical matters. We want to glorify you in everything we do. And we're all a work in, in progress. And so we pray, Lord God, that, that none of us will leave here condemned, but will leave here encouraged, believing that you have a plan, and that plan is good for us in every aspect of our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The first step that I put down is we have to embrace God's knowledge. We have to embrace God's knowledge. And, and there's outlines in your, in your uh, bulletins if you guys want one so you can follow along and, and maybe write some of these things down. Um, the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
The enemy desires to keep us ignorant in every area of life. And the reason that he wants to keep you ignorant is because he wants to destroy you. In fact, it talks about the, the, the enemy. It says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if, the, so if he can keep you ignorant of God's plan for your personal finances or our ministry finances, he will do that. And, and, and I think it's very important that we take steps to increase in our knowledge of our things of God. Amen? If, if you continue to sin in an area, it's because you're not knowledgeable of who you are in Christ. You don't have the knowledge of who you are as a believer. You, you don't have the knowledge that you have all the power to overcome all the wiles of the devil. And you can overcome that. If you're depressed, it's because you don't have a, the knowledge of, of that God came to give you hope. God came to fill you with his spirit. God came to, to fill you with his peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. If you've got broken relationships, it's because you don't have a knowledge that God desires for us to make a choice every day to give God's love away to those that, are, that he's placed in our path. I have a choice every day to love my wife or not love my wife. I have a choice every day to speak positive things to my wife or speak negative things to my wife. But because I'm in Christ, I can speak positive things. I have a choice when I go to work to make a positive impact or I can say my job yeah. Yeah. And so we, 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 we have a choice. And when you are knowledgeable of who God is and who you are in Christ, it changes the way that you live. I love this testimony from a couple in our church. They're sitting in the service today. I kept their name anonymous. Who increased in their knowledge of managing their finances through Christ. And this is what they wrote. They said this. We started Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace in 20, 2009. It was a class that LWC was offering. And we're going to offer another class in June. Okay? So it was a 13-week I mean class. And it was a huge commitment. And then she, they put, praise God, exclamation point. We have paid, since, since 09, we have paid off 36526 and 5 cents in debt. Since 2009, we have paid 36526 and 5 cents in debt. They know exactly what they paid to the nickel. We do not have any credit cards, so they have knowledge that credit cards will destroy you. Okay? We, we don't have any credit cards. We only use cash or debit cards for anything we purchase. We have our home loan left to pay off. Debt was a heavy load to carry. It was continually on our mind. Thanks to the Lord and Dave Ramsey's financial peace, we really have peace in the area of our finances. She didn't stop there. They didn't stop there. We have been able to buy a car, a truck, and a boat. And I saw the boat. And I'd love to ride in that. We've been able to buy a, all these three with cash. Following Dave's rules, we took our time looking for these things, and God gave us really great deals on each of these. Think of what they're saying is that don't rush into anything. Don't rush in and, 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 and do things. You wait. You can pay things off cash. This is speaking to me. Then it stopped there. 
People say, this cannot be done, but when you put God at the center of your finances, all things are possible. They didn't stop there yet. (laughs) We want to thank LWC for giving us the tools to accomplish this. See, I believe it's very important that we take steps to move in the right direction so that God can heal us in every area. And finances is a big one. You know that finances are one of, one of the major reasons for divorce? You see, beloved, it takes embracing God's knowledge to accomplish financial peace. And the good news is that it can be done. The Bible says this, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. And even if we messed up our finances, guess what, beloved? Tomorrow's another day. Today's another day. Today you're hearing this message and I don't know where you are financially. I don't know what you're doing. But God is speaking to every one of us and saying, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for your finances. I want to set you free so that you're able to be a blessing. Most people, beloved, most people have never been taught. How many of us, you don't have to raise your hands, how many of us have a budget? You know, how many of us have a budget and and at the budget you put giving at the top? Because I'll tell you, if you put God at the the top, he he will make it where you're able to pay everything else. If you put God at the bottom, everything else will not let you give to God. That's always the case. But if you don't write things down, you don't even know where your finances are going. It's like a shopping list. If you go to the store with a shopping list, if you don't write things down, you know when you go through that ice cream section that you are not going to go and get your good stuff. I know I don't. That's what I need right there. No, that's not what I need. That's what I want. And it's not going to do any good for me, Right? So, so you have to begin to write things down. That goes to every single one of us. Um, the Bible says one person gives freely and yet he gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. That's what the Bible says. He says one who, 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 who gives freely will gain even more because when you extend a hand, guess what? When you extend a hand, you're giving but God's blessing you. He keeps giving to you. But when you hold everything in and you lock it tight, not only are you trying to keep it, but God can't give to you. Those blankets that we're giving out, you know, you you went out and you purchased blankets and they blessed other people. But here's what I know for sure. God will continue to bless us because he's a giving God. God's not a tightwad. That's not the way he operates. God God is a generous God who loves us. He gave the very best. He gave his only begotten son so that we could have life in him. Here's here's a couple applications that I I put down, which the Lord really spoke to me. Um, So application for educating ourselves toward financial peace. First one, you educate yourself by reading what the Bible has to say on handling finances. What is, a lot of people will say things, but what does the Bible have to say? The Bible speaks more about money than any other topic, and the reason for this is because God doesn't want for us to be ignorant. Yeah. 
He doesn't want for money to have us. He wants us to ha- for us to have money and for us to tell money where to go. Amen? The Bible says this, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of your crops. Think about this in your life. I, just, just think about it. What do you do with your finances? Do you say, God, thank you for this? Anytime you get any amount of blessings, do you say, Lord, thank you. You provided this for me. This is not my money. This is yours. Everything is God's. Amen? When we are born into this world, we're born with nada. Nothing. When we die, we leave with nothing. Just whatever they dressed you with. And you didn't even pick that suit out. You might have told them this is what I want, but they can change whatever. You know, Shirley says, when, you, when, when I die, please don't bury me in a certain place. And we're, we're, she doesn't know where we're going to bury her. She'll just know where she was raised from the dead. She'll know, yeah. But the reality is that, that we have to honor the Lord with our wealth. The second thing is read what proven financial experts say about overcoming debt. That testimony that we received right now, she thanked Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is a man of God. Dave Ramsey, he pours his life into growing in finances and helping people. The Bible says this in Proverbs 15, 22, Plans will fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. When I went through my, the, the, the biggest financial uh, uh, hardship of my life, I sought people out. I called individuals. I went to the elders. I said, things are, I, I need some help. I need some direction. Things will begin to change when you begin to admit that you've got problems. You have got to get counsel. You have got to go to people. Don't go to someone. You don't go to someone on skid row and ask them about their finances. They'll tell you what not to do. But you go to someone that is doing well with their finances and you say, I need some help. What are some, t- what are some tips You read books, and you grow in this area. Amen? You don't go to someone, if you're having trouble in your marriage, you don't go to someone that is having a troubled marriage or has had five divorces and say, what do I do in my marriage? You divorce them. That's easy. You get another one. Negative. You go to someone that's gone through good times and bad times, and they've, they push through, they, they, and you, you learn from them. You grow, you grow from those things. Amen? I love the way that Larry Burkett, the late uh, financial expert from Crown Financial, he says the one principle that surrounds everything else is that of stewardship. That we are the managers of everything that God has given us. It surrounds everything else. Amen? There's nothing that we do that doesn't include finances in our lives. Nothing. When you drive somewhere, it includes finances. Because if you don't use finances, you will run out of gas. Amen? Your kids, when you go to the store, even when they're one or two or three years old, the first thing they say, I want that. It includes what? Finances. Right? And so everything has to do with stewardship. So Larry Burkett definitely had it right. Beloved, it's wise to learn from people who know. Give yourself to reading and learning. Give yourself 
to reading and learning and growing. Second uh, step, we need to embrace God's discipline. Ouch! I don't know if I want that. The Bible says this, God, uh, uh, as, as Paul's writing, God who takes care of me or takes care of us, let's think about it that way, will supply all your needs. Amen? The Bible says that he will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Notice that it says needs, not wants. God will not always provide all our wants and our wants will get us into problems. Amen? He will provide our needs. Lack of discipline in any area of our lives can lead to disaster, especially in our finances. Can I tell you that the reason I believe that the devil, that he tempts us with debt, is because if he can get us in debt, and that's all of us, if he can get us there, he will steal the joy of generosity. There are many times that we want to give. We want to be a blessing. Have you ever been around someone and they're, and they're going through some hardships and you want to help them, but you can't? See, God doesn't want us to live that way. God doesn't want for you to live in a way where you're struggling when, when, when you're going to give an offering at the church. He, do, he doesn't want for you to be burdened. That's not God. He wants to set us free so that we're able to give very generously. Dave Ramsey put it like this. He said, financial peace isn't the acquisition of stuff. It's learning to live on less than you make. Boy, that speaks to us as Americans, amen? So, so you can give money back and you can have money to invest. In other words, we can grow in this area so we can continue to, to, to be able to do things and not be under the pressure. Financial peace is a disciplined life. Just like any other things is a disciplined life, exercise is discipline. Amen? And when we exercise, we feel better. If you stop exercising, you'll get stiff. If you, you won't be able to do the things that you can do. I, I went and saw my mom. She fell recently and, and uh, had almost fractured her pelvis. They thought she fractured her pelvis. And so she's in bed right now, and she's not able to move. And, and so my prayer for her is that she'll move as much as she can because if you don't move, you will get stiff. Exercise. All these, you have to exercise uh, 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 discipline. It's never a bad thing. We recently did the Daniel plan, and, and many are better off because of it. You know, every time that I eat, every time that I, that I don't exercise, I consciously think, you know, you probably need to go and walk. You probably need to go and run. Because I know it's not good for me if I don't. If I sit and, and, and do sermons and, and I do all this mental stuff and deal with different things, and if I don't exercise, I am not going to be healthy. If I don't eat right, if I put poison into my, into my body, I'm destroying the temple of God. So it takes discipline, and when I do it, I, I, I feel better about it. We live in a world, and we live in a fantasy world. Can I tell you, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they are, they, they, they are such liars. I love them. I use them. 
But I want to tell you something, that a lot of the things that you see on these social networks are lies. People put pictures up, and they Photoshop. I Photoshop so I can look better. Amen? The reality is that the devil wants to, he wants to come in. He, he doesn't want for people to discipline themselves and move forward and become better through Christ. The Bible says this, the wise, the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Ouch. It is so true. People who are disciplined with their finances usually live a bit better than those who don't. Amen? As a church, I thank the Lord for this. As a church, we have taken steps to be more disciplined. And I thank God for our financial team. I thank God for Paul. I th he's our elder that's over finances. And I thank God for, for Janet, our, our administrator. And I thank God for our, our budget committee because they're taking steps for us to, to get better and to, for us to have financial peace. Um, we, we become more disciplined and pay above the amount of our monthly payment. So we don't just pay our monthly payment. We only have one loan at Living Word Chapel that we owe, and that's a building loan. And, and we pay over and above that. For the past three years, we've been taking a part of our annual year-end and, and year giving and paying it toward the principal as well. So our, 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 in, in 2012, we started this, and we owed $130,000 on this. That's all we owed, okay? So we began to take steps disciplined ourselves to this day right now we owe 99,000 that's a, a, a big chunk that we paid off right there now every payment every monthly payment it used to be a lot of interest that you were paying because if you know this when you first start out on the front side all you pay is what interest now two-thirds of our payment goes to principal and one-third goes to interest in other words we're knocking off the the principal. Um, we're still paying $100 extra on, on the principal each month, each month, and our goal is to pay off the loan in five years or sooner, and I believe we're going to do that because of God, because of discipline. So God will bless us. He'll, he'll bless you as individuals. He'll bless our ministry if you're prudent and you're frugal. And usually with couples, you have a free spirit. Like, like Dave Ramsey says, you have a free spirit. Free spirit say, ah, it's all going to work out. Let's go to the movies. Let's go, let's, let's go get that. We don't have the money. Don't worry about it. Da -da 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 -da. Charge it. That's a free spirit, right? And then you have, the, you have the nerd. The nerd says, no, we have a budget. You cannot go against the budget. We need people like that. Amen? Because I'll tell, I'll tell Janet, this is what we, we need. This. No, she said, we don't need this. You want that for the ministry. <laughs> don't be encouraging her, please. <clears throat> so here's, here's what, what some disciplines that we can... Uh, we can apply, okay? 
The first thing is we all need to set an action plan. Today, let's think about it. Set an action plan. The Bible says good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Not just hard work and spend everything you have, but good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. But hasty shortcuts will lead to poverty. Number two, we invite God into your plan. Don't make your plan outside of God. Make your plan with God. The Bible says in Proverbs 16.3, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Before we do anything with finances, Lord God, this is yours. Direct us and guide us. We should have an action plan, and we should include God into that plan. Amen? When, when we talk about five years to be paid off, they've got a plan. Our, our financial committee, our financial planners, our financial team, they have a plan. And they're thinking, this is what we're going to do. When, when, when Janet proposed, let's pay more on the, on the principal. She did this when, when our finances weren't as, as, as well as we wished. And she said, let's start paying more on the principal. She took a step of faith and she brought all of us together. And we, we took that step. And then $50 we started at that time. And then we went up to $100. Who knows what God will do? We'll just keep attacking that. You've got to have a plan. Amen? Number three. This is, this is not an action plan. This is the third, the third step, okay? You, not only do you have to, um, um, the first thing, not only do you have to, uh, um, what was my first step? You got to get the knowledge of God. Very good. I'm just checking you guys. I know, but I just check. <laughs> and then the second thing is what? You have to discipline yourself. So the, the next thing that we have to do is we have to uh, embrace God's accountability. If you're married, you should be sharing what's going on in your finances with your spouse. We should never hide things from each other. That's a remedy for disaster. Even if someone handles a budget, you should still talk about it. If you're not married, it's not a bad thing to have someone in your life to keep you accountable. Amen? That could be your mom. That could be your dad. That wh whoever. You need to talk to someone and say, you know what? This is what's going on in my finances. What do you think? I'm, I'm making this plan up. There should be someone. There's, even if it's a, a, a trusted friend, have someone. I was blessed by another testimony uh, that I received this week. And it reveals discipline and accountability. And, and this, this person wrote this. She said, In previous years, when it came to year-end giving, I knew it was important and I wanted to do my part. So when it came to the year-end offering, she wanted to do her part. And then she goes on. She says, I did, I did, but that's where it ended with no further thought. But last year at this time, I began to feel something change. I began to think about how I could do something a little different. Something with intention and something to look forward to. To make it a reality, I told two people what I wanted to do, making myself accountable. You hear that? She, she got some knowledge. Then she began to discipline herself. Then she talked to two individuals and she said, this is what I'm going to do. 
please keep me accountable because sometimes we say things and then we don't follow through. Amen? My wife is wonderful about keeping me accountable to what I should be eating. I hate it. But I need it. Amen? So she says, I, I, I found two people to make myself accountable. So starting on January 1st, 2014, I marked year-end giving, on a, on a, uh, year giving 2014 on a Dave Ramsey envelope. So she got an envelope. You can use anything. She got a Dave Ramsey uh, envelope, but you can use anyone. And she began to, to, to write down, this is for 2014 giving in January of 2014, but this year it could be 2015. So she wrote it down, and then she said, she said this, and when I made a little extra, I would put some in that, in that envelope. It didn't matter if it was $1 or $10. It began to increase throughout the year, and before I knew it, the time had come for year-end giving it was so much more meaningful this time around because nothing is wasted with God. And it was so beautiful to say, Lord, I'm ready now. I want to make this count. When she gave her offering, she had, she had disciplined herself. She had gone all year long, and she had said, Lord, I want to give now. Amen? It's powerful because it works with all three aspects. It, it works with finding the knowledge of God. It works with embracing God's discipline because you have to be disciplined. And you can do this with anything. The envelope system works with anything. It could be for a vacation. Instead of putting it on credit, you can say, I'm going to put $5, 10 $20, $50 away. And you can say, when vacation comes, I'm going to have some money. Instead of going and putting it on a credit card. So... The Lord revealed something to me that was so important because I hear, I hear people say sometimes, you know what, I don't have to confess to anyone except for God what's going on in my life. You ever heard that? I don't got to go and confess to people. Can I tell you something that God knows everything we're doing before we even tell anyone, before we even tell him? Why does God want for us to confess to other people? So that we can stay accountable. Amen? The Bible says this in, in, in James uh, chapter 5, verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confess your sins to each other and then, and then don't stop there. In other words, talk to someone. Say, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling in this area. When you sin, you've taken that step. It's not temptation. Temptation is not a sin. Temptation is the devil trying to pull you and make you sin. But sin is when you've taken that step and you've actually done what you didn't want to do, what, what dishonors God. So you confess that to someone and you say, you know what, now would you please pray with me? Pray for me. Keep me accountable. And the Bible says that we will be healed. I think that's awesome. You know? So how do we do this? The last, last thing, I'm going to wrap it up right here, just like a Christmas present. Application for embracing God's accountability. How do we do this? How do we stay accountable? The first thing, number one, be honest. Be honest. 
where we will be ruined in our finances is if we begin to lie to each other. A spouse, lie to each other about what you have and all these different things. The Bible says, do not lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. So when we begin to lie, we're beginning to go into the enemy's camp. If you're a Christ follower, you don't need to lie anymore. It's just, it just gives the devil an open door. Every time that we begin to fib a little bit, well, it, I, I gave 99% uh, truth. 99% truth. 99% truth is still a lie. It's like someone making you uh, cheesecake and giving you 99% good ingredients and, throwing, and putting 1% dog poop in it. Hey, I use 99% cherries and whipped cream and cream cheese. Delicious. But there's something in there that's very peculiar. <laughs> it smells a lot cheesier. Right? Don't lie to one another. Be honest. The second thing, you seek a trusted person to keep you accountable in areas of finances. You have to be intentional about this. The devil wants you to keep secretive. People that struggle, when, when we've gone through the most difficult times, it's because you're trying to keep it secretive. And, 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 and before you know it, you can't anymore. And yet it gets exposed. And then you're, you're under disaster. Amen? There's nothing worse than financial disaster. It's so heavy, so burdensome. You have to stay accountable to someone with your finances. The Bible says, brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person. Notice that? When you, when you go to someone and you say, keep me accountable, the Bible says, find a person that is going to, when you've been overtaken by a fault, they're going to come alongside and they're going to humbly help you along the path. Now look at what it goes on to say. It'll humbly take you back on the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. You need to share each other's burdens. When someone comes and talks to you and says, you know what, I'm really, I've really made some bad choices in my finances, you don't say, man, you are such an idiot. <laughs> you are an idiot. I can't believe that you do. Every time that we do something like that, watch out because it's probably going to happen to you. Anytime that someone has an affair or something like that and, and someone says, you're such an idiot. I can't believe this. You're so dumb. You better watch out. We go and you say, you know what? You made a bad choice, but God has a restoring plan for you. God wants to help you. He wants to come alongside. He, I, not only does God want to come alongside, I will come alongside and I will hold you up during this difficult time because this could also happen to me. How many of us, when we're growing up, do we dream about being great financially? We're just going to do wonderful financially. No one ever says to themselves, you know what, at 27, at 37, at 47, I desire to be bankrupt. That's my whole desire. <laughs> That's my plan. You know, who, 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 no one says, you know, when they're, when they're prom king, when they're the star football player, when they're the star intellect, Bella Victorian, whatever, they never say, you know, when I go to college, you know what, it's going to get stressful and I am going to try cocaine. I'm going to be able to stay up at night. Then after that, I'm going to probably do a little bit of meth. And you know what, I, that's my goal in life. 
No one ever says that. It's the pressure of life. No one says, you know what, I'm going to drown my problems with alcohol. I'm going to start drinking because, you know what, it, it really helps me cope with things. You know, because drinking helps us cope. Amen? That's why people drink. It makes you feel better. And so people start to drink, and, they, and maybe they didn't drink before. And I'm not saying if you, if you drink a couple beers and you can handle it, well, that's, that's, that's between you and the Lord. But if you're doing it to cope, and it begins to take you places that you don't want to go, when you're sober-minded, hear me now, beloved, because some, someone needs to hear this. You don't know where that's going to take you in the future because after a while, you're not able to cope with those things that you were coping with. You don't use that to cope. You use God. Amen. Use Jesus. Use the Holy Spirit to direct you in God. It's no different with finances. You know what? When you get a credit card and you get a $5,000 limit, and you'll say, well, I'll never use the $5,000. But just, you know, I really want that $1,000. All I want is that $1,000 exercise bike. I thought, that treadmill. Right? And then you get it and it becomes a, it becomes a hanger for, your, for all your shirts. <laughs> but I got it. I got it. And then, well, all I want is this. I'm just, I'm just, I just need that makeup. I, just, I need that straining iron or whatever they call it. I just, I just need, you know, I need that fishing rod. I need that fly rod. I need, and before you know it, boom, 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 and you're to 5,000. It's maxed. And then you get another one to pay that one off. And then you have 10,000 in debt. And then you say, well, I got to go get a loan. I'm going to put a lien on my house. Amen? But no one starts out that way. None of us start out that way. But you get that place because you relieve yourself without discipline. You see, beloved, it takes discipline. It takes accountability. We have to take those steps for us to get better. And the, and the, last, thing, the last thing for us to have accountability is we need to pray regularly. Amen. Pray regularly. The Bible says don't be anxious about anything. God doesn't want you to live with anxiety. He doesn't want you to live with no peace. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it goes on to say, and the peace of Christ, which surpasses all human understanding, will guide your heart and your mind. Amen? I'm done. God spoke to me. Amen? I hope he spoke to you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son to pay the debt of all my sin. Thank you, Lord, that I am totally forgiven and restored in Christ. Lord, I choose to follow Jesus and embrace his direction for every part of my life. So today I invite you. I invite you, God, help me with my finances. I confess that I am better with your help. Holy Spirit, guide me so I will honor Christ with the financial blessings that you have bestowed on me. In the areas where I have difficulty, I embrace your help. And I embrace the help of others you send my way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Do you still love me? Let's stand up and worship. 
This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.